The following is a podcast brought to you by the faith community at The Torch, Clock Tower Plaza in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, and me, Pastor Brett Swales, and is dedicated to continuing the work of Jesus peaceably, simply, together. The love of Jesus filling every heart. Welcome to the Walking Jesus Podcast, where we discuss practical, actionable steps for walking with Jesus in a Christian life without confusion, hassle, or stress. I'm your host, Pastor Brett, so let's get moving. Today our podcast is entitled, The Road to Jerusalem. Recently, I read a story about an older lady who was driving home late one night. The weather was severe, and for her too, with the rain coming down in gray sheets, it was very difficult to see. Seeing some red tail lights ahead of her, she decided to follow what was the truck. Not being able to see past that vehicle in front of her, she knew that she seemed to be going in the right direction just the same. So she stuck in behind, and the truck absorbed most of the heavy winds and the driving rain. Then the driver in front came to a stop. She began to wonder what had happened. Perhaps the driver in front had hit a deer, or encountered a fallen tree or something else in the middle of the road. She began to feel uncomfortable, knowing that being stopped there in the middle of the road, in a storm and such limited visibility, can often lead to multiple car accidents. Much to her alarm, the truck in front of her turned off all of their lights. Her concern was perhaps now turning to anger. Why was this person stopping in the middle of the road and then turning off their lights? She was ever more startled by a knocking on her window. She looked, and there was a man standing in the pouring rain, apparently wanting to speak with her. She cracked the window open just a little and asked the man what the problem was. The man replied by stating that this was the very question he was going to ask her. She retorted, that she was not the one who had stopped in the middle of the road and then turned off their lights. The man's reply was they were not on the road at all, but were parked in front of his house. From this story, we can see that the woman had chosen the wrong leader. She had chosen a leader who did not take her where she wanted to go. She ended up going to where he wanted. Many times in life, we too are faced with storms and trials, and it can be hard to see what the road ahead is. It's at this time that we, too, need to find a leader who can guide us. We need to make sure that we are on the right road. You know, the road that gets us to where we want to go in life. We have to choose the right leader who is on the right road. Now, Palm Sunday marks the day that Jesus made a triumphant entry into Jerusalem. It marked the beginning of the last week that he would spend as a man on this earth among his disciples. Please turn with me this morning to our passage, which is Matthew 21, verses 1 to 11. That passage in Matthew speaks of the road to Jerusalem upon which Jesus rides into town. 
As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent his two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, and with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the ground, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred, asking, Who is this? And the crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Nobody at that time would have believed it. But this was the beginning of the end for Jesus' earthly ministry. On that road to Jerusalem, Jesus is traveling towards his death, burial, and his resurrection. And while the road led Jesus to Jerusalem, the Jerusalem road leads us all to heaven. We must be willing to travel the road that Jesus traveled, however, on that road to Jerusalem. So today I want to take a look at that road. As we see it in our passage this morning, notice that it was a road of humility. Note verses 1 to 3 of our reading, where it said, Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt wither. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. You know, we like to see our hero enter the scene with a blaze of glory. We like it when the good guy makes a grand entrance. And when we think of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords making his entry, we would think, that there would be all the pomp and pageantry that would be befitting for such a king. As Jesus rode into the town, I'm sure that there were many people who had those type of thoughts in their head. This is the man who will free us from Rome. He will set up the kingdom of David with all its glory. But the king of kings disgusted many when he chose the road of humility. He does not come riding into town on a white stallion, but on the back of the colt of a donkey. And it wasn't even his donkey, but a borrowed one at that. This reflected the life of Christ, which was a life of humility. Jesus did not come into this world with wealth. He came in poverty. 
He did not come in grandeur, but with meekness. He was not one who had a lot of material fortune, fame, and power, but rather he came in humility. When Jesus spoke of his kingdom, he spoke in terms of being one of service and servanthood and one of humility. What is interesting is that on the last night that Jesus spent with his disciples, only hours before he was to die, his disciples were arguing over who would be the greatest in the kingdom. Luke chapter 22, verse 24. Now there was also a dispute among them as to which of them should be considered the greatest. After anything and everything that they had been through with Jesus, they still did not get it. They simply did not understand that the road Jesus had traveled upon was a road of utter humility, and it is a road that he requires all of his disciples to travel upon. I think sometimes we lose sight of that ourselves. We love and desire the blessing of God. But do we really want to follow Jesus on his road of humility? To follow Jesus means going down the road of the cross. It means giving up selfish desires, the denial of self. And it means putting not only God first in our lives, but putting others first as well. Our family, our friends, even our enemies. The road of humility is the road that says, I will live like Christ lived, and I will strive to be conformed to his image. The Jerusalem road is a road of humility, and it is a road upon which we are called to follow Jesus. The road to Jerusalem was even more than a road of humility. The road was also a road of prophetic fulfillment. Notice what verse 4 and 5 say. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and setting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. The fact that Jesus enters Jerusalem on a colt of a donkey is not just by chance or luck. That fact that the colt was right where Jesus said it would be was not just a lucky guess, but it was all part of the fulfillment of prophecy. This is just one of many prophecies that we see in the Old Testament concerning Jesus. In fact, some scholars say there are 332 prophecies in the Old Testament which Christ fulfills. That is really amazing. The mathematical odds of all those prophecies being fulfilled by one man is unreal. What it shows is that Jesus is indeed Messiah and that God will bring to pass his mighty plan. Some other prophecies fulfilled in the ministry and life of Jesus are being betrayed by a friend, Psalm 41.9, sold for 30 pieces of silver, Zechariah 11.12, false witness accusing him, silent when accused, struck and spit upon in Isaiah, 
suffered in our stead, Isaiah again, 53, verses 4 to 5. Hands and feet pierced, Psalms twenty-two sixteen. Mocked and insulted, Psalms twenty-two sixteen to 18. His side pierced, Zechariah twelve ten. Soldiers cast lots for his clothes, Psalms twenty-two eighteen. Not a bro- bone broken, Psalms thirty-four twenty, and buried with the rich, Isaiah fifty-three nine. We could go on and on, but you get the idea. What all of this shows is that the whole life of Christ was the divine plan of an almighty God to redeem us, to save us from our sins. All that Jesus went through was for the fulfillment of our salvation, you and I. Jesus traveled down that road of prophetic fulfillment for our salvation, knowing that it would not overthrow Roman rule, but would lead to his death on the cross also knowing that he would bring salvation and eternal life with a Father in heaven for you and I. We, too, must be willing to travel down that road of fulfillment with Jesus. We must be willing to fulfill and follow the will of God for our lives. Too many times we back off of what God would have us do. We look down at the road and see where it is leading, and sometimes the road leads where, in our flesh, we really don't want to go. The road to Jerusalem is also the road of submission. Submission to the Father, obedience to the Father. Jesus, our Lord, demonstrated his whole life as one of submission to the Father, Jesus' first loyalty was to the Heavenly Father. Listen to John chapter 3, verse 38. For I have come down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus' purpose was to do the will of God. A few days after his entry into Jerusalem, Jesus finds himself in the Garden of Gethsemane praying to the Father. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, O oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus prayed, Father, let this cup pass from me. Jesus saw his coming death, his coming suffering, and he prays that God would take it away. But Jesus ends this prayer as we should end all our prayers. Not as I will, but as you will. This is complete submission to the will of the Father. The disciples obeyed Jesus. They were told where and how to get the colt. The disciples probably thought it was strange, but they did it anyway. They obeyed and they submitted to Christ. We too need to be willing to obey the Lord, to submit to his words. It does not matter whether we want to or not, and whether we think it is strange or not. We need to follow Christ the leader on a road of submission, submitting our lives to God. Also notice from our verse that the crowd lays down their garments before Christ as he travels on the road. 
If we look way back into Second Kings chapter 9, when Jehu was proclaimed as king, we can see the captains of Jehu lay down their garments before him as a sign of submission to his kingship. The people in Jesus' time do the same thing. They lay down their garments as a sign of submission to Christ as king. So let us ask ourselves, what have we done to welcome Christ into our hearts? What have we laid down to show that we are submitting to him as Lord and king of our life? We need to lay down everything. All we have must be brought to Christ. Those people who laid down their garments before Christ were not afraid of getting their garments messed up. Sometimes as humans, we don't want to lay down our stuff. It's true. Some of us are afraid that Christ might take it. We're afraid that it will get messed up if we bring it to Christ. We do not want to make that sacrifice before Christ because we are still clinging to material things. We need to follow Jesus Christ down the road of submission and humility. If we want to follow the road to the kingdom of heaven, we must go by the way, the road of submission, submission to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. May I also say that we can either bow down to the Lord Jesus in submission now or later. There will come a time when everyone will submit to Christ, as Philippians 2, 9-11 tell us. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Finally, the road to Jerusalem is a road of destiny. Notice the last three verses of that passage. It says, Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Now, destiny is a setting apart for a special purpose. It speaks of the inevitable Christ is here met with the words of destiny, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. From his very birth, Christ was destined to die on the cross. God had it foreordained. It was the destiny of Jesus Christ. Since his birth, Christ was meant with words of destiny. Listen to Luke 2.34 as Simeon speaks to Mary, Jesus' mother. Then Simeon blessed him and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel. In Revelation, 
we read of the Lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world. From the very beginning of the world, Christ was destined to die for us. Christ understood his destiny too well. He knew that those jubilant cries of Hosanna would soon turn to screams of crucify him. Not even Pontius Pilate could prevent Christ's destiny. Pilate tried to satisfy the people by offering Barabbas, but Jesus' destiny was to hang on that cross. Christ came to bring a new destiny to mankind. He entered Jerusalem not destined to suffer and die, but he was also predestined to rise again, and all the legions of Satan could not keep Jesus in the grave. But Christ was destined to die that he may live again. In conclusion, what is your road? There is a choice of two roads for all mankind. There is a narrow gate and a broad gate. There is a straight path and a crooked path. There is a road that leads to hell and one that leads to heaven. Which one are you on? You need to follow Jesus Christ on that road that leads to heaven. That road is the road of humility and fulfillment, the road of submission, and the road of destiny. Following that road to Jerusalem will lead to an eternal life with Almighty God. Amen. This podcast was brought to you by the faith community at The Torch, Clock Tower Plaza, Morgantown, Pennsylvania, and me, Pastor Brett Swales, and is dedicated to continuing the work of Jesus uh, peacefully, simply, together. If this podcast has been helpful to you, won't you please consider a donation to the ministry? Send your check, if you will, to Pastor Brett at P.O. Box 911, Brownstown, Pennsylvania. 17508. Again, that's Pastor Brett at P.O. Box 911, Brownstown, Pennsylvania, 17508. God bless you. The love of Jesus filling every heart. Good day.